1: Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Unstoppable Profit Podcast. I I don't have any words to describe the pleasure and the honor that I feel right now by having uh, this. I shall consider him an icon on the podcast today, but I am privileged. We are all privileged uh, to have Mr. David Gabrielson from Capital Premium Finance on the podcast today. David, welcome, sir. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. And thank you for carving some time out of your busy schedule to be here. Uh sure. it, it it started sometime within the last twelve months. Uh super privileged on my end uh, to be invited to spend time with the Capital Premium Finance team. And I've gotten to go know a number of the team members over the last 12 months. And I I, I cannot be more impressed with the culture. The quality of people, uh, just their outlook and view of doing business, and everything about them—it's just to use an older term, top shelf. They're, they're just awesome, incredible people. And we were talking uh, before we get start, we got started about you know because it's a business partnership. It's not about you know business relationships are important, but this is a business partnership endeavor, and that's the way you view things. Correct. And uh, I think that's fantastic. And I am also, based on my 45-plus years in business and being around the circles, as much as you have a large team, and by the way, your team is what, 100 and how many people?
0: 166.
1: 166, and I'm not surprised for a second that you know how many. And you probably know most of their names and a lot about their families because that's the kind of leader that you are. And yes. and I can't admire that enough, but ultimately leadership starts uh, at some point. And I know it's because of your leadership and, and talking to Matt and to Ben and to Brandon and to Harrison and to Samuel, it all points right back to David. So you've got a very special story. And just in the time that we have together today, uh, you've been kind enough to be able to share, being willing to share some of that. So thank you. Sure. And uh, thank you for your investment. And if you haven't connected with David out out on LinkedIn, by the way, uh, David Gabrielson, uh, go ahead and spell the last name, David, just for those who need it. Uh, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-S-E-N. S-E-N, fantastic. I'm glad I did it that way. Yeah, connect with David on LinkedIn. He puts out posts that are very, not only insightful, but they're moving and they're real. And it helps you think through things, not only from a professional standpoint, but a personal standpoint for, so thank you for that, continuing to do that. And your grandson's still doing good.
0: <laughs> My grandson's back to normal.
1: <laughs> fantastic. And that's one of the recent stories. So fantastic stuff. Cause I know in your world, it's family first. Absolutely. That's, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. A hundred percent. So I agree with you. So Take us back to the beginning of capital premium finance and I'll kind of let you take it from there.
0: Well, thanks. Thanks uh, Mike for letting me be here. I I appreciate it. I, you know, I I tell people I'm just a good old boy from Idaho in uh, 1983, I was 27 years old and um, I had $40,000 cash and I went to the bank and got a $75,000 line of credit. But just before that, my, my dad, showed me how to finance premiums. And so I just kind of had a, uh, you know, a general view of how to do that. But my story actually comes back even further and what I call aha moments in your life. Mm -hmm. And um, my aha moments prepared me to do capital, but I didn't know it at the time. And And the first one was when I was eight years old, my grandpa Gabrielson, my last name's Gabrielson obviously gave me a $2 bill and Mm. i held on to that two dollar bill because it it was it was like moon dust it was just like the heavens opened it was the coolest thing and i had no idea why i fell in love with it but i got the two dollar bill and i I held on to it you know for 20 years and now we you know use capital is unique as a two dollar bill um service unique as a two dollar bill and and we hand out you know about two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year now two dollar bills but that was the first aha moment, um, because I didn't know that, you know, 20 years later, I'd be starting a finance company. The next moment's when I was in ninth grade. And in Idaho, you could drive when you're 14. And, and I don't recommend that, but the farm boys had to drive. Right. And so I got to drive because I was in the city, and my mom asked me to pick her up from her OBGYN, which was across town. And so I drove over, you know, I was I was always... Um, accommodating and cause I want, I love to drive. It was fun. And, but I pulled, I pulled into the parking lot and my mom got in the car and she, she looked at me and she said, David, I've got to tell you something. And I, I looked at her and said, mom, I'm, I'm in ninth grade. What are you going to tell me? And she said, that guy, meaning the her OBGYN dedicates his life to his job because babies aren't born between eight and five. And, and I looked at mom and I said, I have no idea why you're telling me this. I, it's completely confusing you have to dedicate your life to your job. I, I don't, I just, okay. So nothing happened. It it, it went. And another experience I had when I was 18, my dad kept telling me you got to spend money to make money. And I said, dad, I don't understand that. Does that mean I I take a girl out on a date, you know, and spend 250 bucks and the next night she's out with somebody else or what exactly are you meaning? And so he took me to a ball game and he said, do you see the players? Do you see this stadium? The owner had to pay for all this before the first pitch, and he goes, "You have to spend money to make money." And so I kept—I just, you know—I just had these things happen to me in my life as I was growing up. Towards the time that you know I was 18 years old, and when I was in high school, I just took—I—I I, I failed most of my classes or just barely passed. But the 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 the, the um, classes I took, I excelled in was bookkeeping. I just, I just thirsted after it. And and then 10 key, I taught myself how to 10 key and, but all of it was marching towards capital and I, and I didn't know it. And so when I graduated from high school, after I'd taken typing classes and, you know, I could type better than the teacher and, and, you know, I, I, I just had a kind of a business mind, you know, I, I, I bought my first house when I was 18 and, you know, I just liked the business aspect. Well, um, I, I didn't go to college. I, I just went for a quarter up at Rick's College in 1974. And I met this beautiful Southern California girl. Well, the reason I had to meet her is because her dad was an entrepreneur. And she knows what it's like to never you know, be home or you have to go out at night to fix stuff. And so it, it kind of worked. Well, I just met her. She didn't like me. And I liked her. And then I left uh, on a two-year service mission for our church. And I, I came back and I went to another quarter of, of school back down to BYU, and I went there for a quarter, but I only got into, I got into BYU because they let me into Ricks because I was Mormon, and I had a heartbeat. That's all you had to do to get in. <laughs> uh, I didn't really qualify. I never took the ACT, Well, then I got into BYU, and lo and behold, I, I met Lorianne again, you know, out in the front of the Wilkinson Center there, and she just said, well, David, let's go play tennis and, you know. I didn't want to play with the tug strings in my heart cause I really liked her. And so anyway, uh, we started playing tennis and cause I met her in a tennis class at, at uh, Rick's and that was our common theme. But anyway, we ended up getting married. Um, you know, and her dowry was, I, you gotta have 10 kids and you gotta be okay with that. And I'm like, well, whatever, you know, and I gotta, I gotta give her a beach house, you know, on Newport beach. Cause that was her thing. And I said, well, you know, perfect. But so anyway, I, um, from the time I was 22, and um, and till I was 27, I had jobs that I absolutely hated, and it, I was being taught by what I didn't like. So when my dad, um, I, all my cousins, I have 20 cousins on the Gabriel Society. Nineteen out of the 20 cousins all have a doctorate, bachelors, masters, everybody, and the one twentieth was me, and and I just didn't fit the mold. And so my mom and my dad were really worried about me, and my dad said, "Well, you just got to get into sales because you know that's all you can do and, and you know start a business. So when I was 27, and um, I was living in Seattle, and I was working for a chemical company, and I found out that my boss made $40,000 a year, and he had worked 40 years for the company. and I thought I can't have 10 kids and make40,000 dollars. So I quit my job in Seattle. And I moved back to Boise where I grew up and my dad showed me how to finance premiums and I understood how to leverage. I understand you borrow money at one rate you put it out at another. The insurance policy was the, the collateral. I, I understood that. So when my dad taught me that, it was like the heavens open, the moon's open. I mean, just, it was just like that great aha moment again. And I knew I could do it, but I had to start at ground zero, which I did. And so I, I got my, had my 40000 from my sale of my home in Seattle. I had a $75,000 line of credit. I went to my first agency, you know, in fear and trembling, hoping that they would say yes. And I went there and I convinced them, you know, I had all these kids. And I think they went in the back room and said, man, this guy's weird. Let's give him a try. You know, that was literally about it. And, but, you know, I was being groomed again. And, but I knew that I wanted to do that. And so I had to pay the price in 1983 because you know i was just starting out and I, I i can't spend all my money so i had a dairy job from one to seven in the morning i was shaving ice you know with my family on the weekend and i was keeping books because i was a good bookkeeper for my dad's apartments but i was saving all my money in capital and and i, I was just starting i just went to my first agent and and I went to my second agent well i ran out of money because i only had $115,000 to lend out and i I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say that but i had probably you know you would go to the second agency and they say well who are you doing business with well i called on the biggest agency in idaho i had no clue they were that big and and but i could say their name and and after i said their name that i'm working with them that it was say no more because they they were really popular. And, and, you know, there was a, a few other agencies that I had, but I didn't have to say much because I had the big boys, so to speak. And so I, I obviously around of money. Um, well, then my brother um, was, a uh, my oldest brother was um, working for Exxon in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, he was a millionaire and a big executive for Exxon. And, and I called him up and said, Joe, I got this great thing going. And can you, would you like to lend me some money? You know? And so he lent me a million dollars. Well, he called me up one night and said, David, I, I don't, I'm being transferred to New York and I don't want to live in New York. I don't want to raise my family there. I just, I'll quit my job and I'll come to work for you. Well, you know, here's a double masters guy coming to work for me who, you know, had two some two, uh, two quarters of college, but I had this big deal and then we committed that million dollars to the bank and the bank gave us $10 million credit facility. So the credit facility is our umbilical cord. And so now we have that and we were just able to, you know, to get, you know, more and more agencies, um, you know, finance more and more premiums. And, and so, you know, the idea with my brother is Joe said, I'll get the money, you get the business. And so that's what we did. And, and that was the start of capital. That's how we, how we did it. Uh, I started in 83. My brother came in 85 and, you know, we just, we just went along and, and, you know, in, in contrast, you know, we just completed our 40th year. We do business now with over 4,000 agencies, my credit facilities, $2 billion. And we're the fourth largest finance company in the United States.
1: Congratulations, by the way.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, obviously, a lot's happened in those forty years, but that's the genesis of Capital. How I started it. Um, it it's been a, a roller coaster of faith. Um, you know, my wife would uh, nurse the kids. You know, we have ten of them currently. Um, but as we were, you know, first started, she'd nurse the kids, and Hannah and me and I'd be sitting in the rocking chair, burping these kids, saying, "How am I going to pay for these kids?" you know, and the the spirit just kept telling me, just keep going, David, just keep going. I promise you everything will be okay. Just keep going. So that's what I did. I just kept going through the, the heartaches of having to learn, you know, the business uh, insurance and fraud go together. You know, I had to learn how to get mm-hmm. frauded. I had to learn how to make my mistakes because success and mistakes come right together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're companions. And, you know, I had to learn from those. And, um, you know, a lot of my um, the things that I, I went through, you know, I, a large agency in Idaho frauded us, you know, a few years into it. And, um, it was really hard. Uh, I lost a lot of money and I just remember sitting in bed thinking, what, I just don't want to do this anymore. This isn't fair. It's not right. And the spirit basically said to me and my wife came in the room and said, you have two choices here. You can, you can either learn from your mistakes or you can sit in bed and feel sorry for yourself. I recommend you do the first one. And so I got out of bed and I just, you know, decided to learn from my mistakes. Life isn't always fair. It's not fair. And I just started all over. I just started again. And um, in the meantime, we had a lot of the business in Idaho because that's where I started it. And um, Utah was a big, big market, you know, for us. And uh, there's more people in Salt Lake County than there is in the whole state of Idaho. And so that was a good place to live. I, I moved down there in, in 1988. Um, we had the majority of the business in Idaho at that point, Southern Idaho, um, but you're not talking, you're talking you know, less than a million people. But I, I knew the concept, I, I, I learned from my mistakes and I, I, we moved down to Utah um, in 1988 with six kids in a van and my brother stayed in Idaho and um to do the bookkeeping there because that he was he got the lines of credit and you know we had uh, we got our line of credit up to about 25 million at at the time and um i came down to utah and within um within 10 years we had 95 percent of the business in in utah um and it just took you know day-to-day hand-to-hand combat of visiting agencies and um you know, you've got it. You, you know, you talked about um, relationships. People are agencies are going to finance their premium with someone. I want them to do it with me, and so you're going to be kind. You're going to be nice. You're going to take them out to lunch. You're going to do ball games, and that's all good and fine. But that's you have to build the relationship. And I don't want to be a vendor. I want to have a relationship. I want to be a partner. And so once you get to know people, you start to they start to build the relationships. They trust you. And that's that trust that you build. That's what you create the relationships with. And so I always try to, you know, get to know their families. And then the the big key is I want when you can reach a relationship with people where you care about their success as much as you care about your success. That's, that's the key because all this other stuff's just stuff, you know, making Mm -hmm. money and, and, um, the process of premium financing and all that, that's, that's fine. But I've, I've had my best relationships with, with the agencies because they trust you. I trust them. You are going like anything, you're going to have problems and challenges and you've got to be able to talk about that. And And the secret to your company is how you, how you solve your problems because you're going to have problems. And, and then with, when you have a good relationship with people, they, and you want them to win as bad as you want to win, and they're successful when the agencies are successful. I'm successful. That's how I looked at it. And so I was able to, you know, build the, the relationships and, and have hundreds of agencies into the thousands of agencies. Um, Mike, you'll have to stop me because I'll, I'll talk forever. I, I love what I do. and, um, But I, Good. Keep it going. Well, I, I can just give you the history of how I did it. And so in, in uh, two thousand. Obviously, you know you're living by faith, and y two k was going to come, and would our computers convert over, and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff. And you know, my dad always kept telling me the right people will show up at the right time. And I started having computer people and and they would help. and so I got to two thousand and five, um, and my credit facility was at thirty five million, and my brother came to me and said, David, I don't want to do this anymore. i want to I want out. I, I just don't want to do this." Uh, we have to personally guarantee everything. I'm a multimillionaire. I don't need the money I I want out. And so, and he told me, David, I want 10 million for my half the company. Well, I had no clue how to buy my brother out, not any, because I just didn't have that experience. And so the the interesting part was, is that I, I went to my wife's brother, who was an investment banker, a double master's in finance, you know, and a private equity guy. And I went to him and I said, Scott, my brother wants to be, wants to be bought out and I don't know how to do it. And he said, David, I've been waiting 25 years for you to come to me. I want to be your partner. I know how to buy your brother out. So my brother and I negotiated. And in 2005, I, I bought my brother out for $7 million. Well, remember, my dad said, you got to spend money to make money. I was thinking that the $250 for date night with the ladies was really good. <laughs> you know but now I'm, right? you know, I just I just spent seven million dollars you know and now I got a home I had a mortgage at home and a car payment and you know 10 kids and now I've got a a big debt because I a borrowed note. a lot yeah. of money and and but I was living by faith. just keep going David just keep going and, just keep and, you going know, you, have to, you have to dedicate your life to your job because you know it's you you are your guarantee you are the one that makes the money but But Heavenly Father gives you these um, instruments and helps you to learn, to run companies because he's going to bring people your direction to help you grow your company. And so now I brought in Scott and we were there and I think we were at 35 million at the time as far as outstandings from the bank. And then we got up to 50 million and uh, the bank guys with Wells Fargo said, David, we can't give you any more money. You're, you're not rich enough because I had to put a dollar in for every 10 they gave me. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, well, two weeks before that, he, Wells Fargo threw their ultimatum to me. Well, I'd never missed a payment. I never did anything. I was one of the largest lo- loans at Wells Fargo in the Western United States. And they, they said, and I say, I can't believe you're, you're not going to give me any more money. Cause I'm calling on 10 agencies a day hoping to get one or two and I might get 10. And so we had just got introduced to a, um, um, a place called Colonnade, which is kind of like a real estate broker, but they're a premium finance broker. And they know the um, the big boys in the market. And there's only five of them in the U.S. that will purchase notes. And so my Scott um, went to Chicago and met with them. And he called me up at midnight and said, great news, David, great news. I, we found five banks. All five of them will give us unlimited money. But this the thing is to get the ticket into the game, you have to have a fifty dollars credit facility and that's how much they're going to write the minimum checkout i was at 50 million actually i was at 49 999 999 i said scott i'll put the penny in we'll, we'll go to the 50 million so you know what was the chances of wells fargo cutting me off and this new bank coming in and unlimited funds and i didn't have to put money in anymore because see i qualified i had to qualify and like anything in business you have to qualify you have to run your marathons you have to do your push-ups You have to know what you're doing. You have to learn your business. Well, you know, I had just, I was in, you know, my 17th year and, um, you know, I was at 50 million. Um, and so then I, I hooked up with these, these new, new banks and, and, you know, things progress, you know, I'm still living by faith. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm expanding, going to different places. And, and then I go to a, a large, um, cluster not everyone really a cluster group but a aggregate group and mm-hmm. they happen to be the largest in the United States and I walked in and they said, David we want to do business with you and you know you're you're a good guy I like your family um, values and you know and all this and uh, they said yes we want to do business with you and that was in you know two thousand and nine and that made me nationwide at that point
1: but Think about what you just said. And and I want to make sure everybody heard what you just said, because I heard it. Mm -hmm. They wanted to do business with you, David. Why?
0: Because they liked how integrous we were and we had a good relationship with them. I had done business with some of the, 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 their aggregate or their, their aggregate group. And they gave references you know the guys in Idaho and Utah would call up their main office and say, "Yeah, Capital does. They're really good. They, you know, we know them. They're integrity guys. That, you know, they're straight shooters. They're hard workers. And you know, they're not perfect, but they're they're good guys. And so that's I had. You know, I like I said, I'd run my marathons and done my push-ups.
1: Right there, boom. I mean, right. You know, you attract exactly what you are exactly, and who you've become. And you right. had become that person, but the word about who David and the company was, was out there. And that aggregator aggregator group as an example. Yes. You've done your pushups. Yes. You've run your marathons, but you've also continued consistently. And and I've just learned that the number one reason people don't get what they want personally or professionally is lack of consistency. So you consistently have been that type of, person of integrity and everything else. And that gets out. Yeah. But they they decided to do business with you because of who you are as a person and a company. And so right. I, I could not second or agree with that enough. I mean, just uh, here we are more than a decade later, getting to know your people, it mm-hmm. permeates throughout the company. You yeah. as an integrity filled company, people who you can build a partnership with and have that relationship, but a partnership relationship in business and the personal relationship as well. I mean, the things that, you know, Matt and Ben, when I really first, we were in a, you may not know this, we were in a very small room together uh, talking about some very maybe personal things one night over dinner, but we got to know each other super, super well. And that just, you know, it didn't surprise me the fact that these guys are real. I mean, these are real guys with real matters and they're transparently willing to share. It just, I'm like, I want to know more. Right. And so that's, I think how we got to know each other and it's just fantastic. So congratulations um, on uh, keep doing your pushups. What would you say to anybody who might be either watching or listening to this podcast? Because, uh, The majority of these people are business people, independent insurance agents and related. And they, too, run across situations where they, shall we say, fail or they encounter some tough times. Mm -hmm. And and I know you said, uh, you know, just keep going, just keep going. You said that a couple of times, but they might be in a different mindset for whatever reason. What would you say to those people to encourage them to just keep going?
0: Well, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Mm. And, you know, the tough guys, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And, you know, when you have passion and you and you know that what you want to do, you know, you're going to you're going to learn by your mistakes. And, and then you learn from your mistakes and you don't repeat them. And, and so you you just keep going because that's what the spirit tells you to do. And that's what makes you happy. And and then you'll be led by the spirit, because if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to make friends with God because, you know, you got all the responsibility and you're going to you're going to need that help. And it's a big load to um, to run a company. It's really hard. Mm. And but you have the right people with you and there's nothing more rewarding. And so it's you know, it's like the shoe dog guy, the Phil Knight, he said, I absolutely hate what I do, but I absolutely love it. And I would do it again, you know but it's hard. And, and as there's days, I just hate it, but you know, it's like eating marshmallows. You know, if you eat a few, it's great. You eat too many, you, you get sick. Well, it's the same thing in business. You just have to pace yourself and you, you have to learn by your mistakes. It's like watching grass, grow. You're, it doesn't come fast. You know, I didn't get to 4,000 agencies in, in 10 days. I didn't pull a lever in Las Vegas and got wealth. None of that. It's day to day, hand to hand combat, praying to God for help but you've got to take care of your family. And, and, but you are going to pay a massive price that no one else is gonna pay. And he that's willing to pay the biggest price will win. And, but you still live within the white lines of the game. You still work hard. You will out earn your competition. You will outwork your competition. And and, and from uh, 2005 to 2017, I left on a Monday and came home on a Friday. I've been to all 50 states multiple times. And I visited agencies. They wanted to see who you were. You know, I had maids. I had people clean my pool. I did all that. Stuff. I could, I didn't have time to do that. But I, I paid the price. You know, but my wife came from an entrepreneurial background. She understood how that worked. You know, we were a partnership. It, mm. you know, we you 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 have to. You know, if she worked at the library, it may have been tough. Uh, you know, open up at eight, leave at five. That's not me. That's not how I run. And, and that's not how entrepreneurs run, but you have to find balance. You have to be home at night. You've got to be at your kids games. I tell my employees, if you don't go to your kids games, I will, it'll be really embarrassing. If you don't take your wife out for her anniversary, I will. And it's going to be real awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so don't put me in I love position. that. Yeah. But you still have to do that and you've got to take vacation time. You've got to do all that. You've got to find balance. And then in turn, Heavenly Father will help you and guide you because now you've got 166 families depending on you and he will bless you and help you. And and you've got to constantly, you know, fight that balance of being home, being at work. And when you're home, you're home, you're present. And my wife's really good about telling me when I'm not present. So, you know, it's it's that type of thing. But, you know, for somebody starting out, you're going to pay a price, follow your passion because you will find it and your 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 life will be miserable until you do what you're supposed to do. But that you're going to be pushed towards that and you might have the most miserable job in the world. Well, there's a reason why, because there's another job waiting. for you. But, you know, that's how it works. It's persistence. It's partnerships. It's getting people to trust you. It's doing the right thing every day. it's you know saying you're sorry when you make mistakes it's it's all of that combined but you know if it's easy, everybody's gonna do it. It's not easy but it's the most rewarding thing and you you know you wouldn't want it any other different any different way.
1: For anybody out there who might be wondering a team of 166 people, and I I know there's probably multiple answers, but what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say, David? What's the key of leading a team of 166 people? What's the the most important thing?
0: Well, you know your employees are your most important asset, mm-hmm. and you're as good as your weakest employee. And boom, you know, they have come to you for a reason. Mm-hmm. They need a job. My job is to give people. A, hope and to give them a job and you know you you have to qualify but when you, te- you treat your employees with respect and partners and you know look out for their best interests as well you know then they will bring loyalty to you and and you know and that's what you want you you need to pay people as much as you can pay them you you've got to live the golden rule with your employees you know we we all cry together we laugh together we mourn together we bury moms and dads we birth babies we all do all that in this together and and so when we work together and try to promote families you know no other success will compensate for failure in the home and so i've always told my family my my you know my employees you need put family first and and things will work out now it's you know but being the lead of the home and and providing, it's a close second. There's no first and second. It's so close because your job is to provide, to bring money home to your family and help me, you know, in that, in that, um, endeavor because I want capital to make as much money as it can so we can get as much money into these kids, you know, homes and raise these kids so that they can have a chance. And, and so it's a business and, and it's a family. And you know, I have a lot of my children that work for me. That they know that you know, you have to work just as hard as anybody else. Uh, there's no freebies here, and we're going to work hard. And but we are going to take as much money home to our families and to these you know moms and dads at home that need money and kids. And that's my goal. If you can instill that in your employees, that my goal is to get as much money to your family as we can you find real fast how loyal they'll be.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's a great philosophy. Thank you for sharing. And yeah. of course it's not perfect. And I know I heard you yeah. say that among uh, a couple of times, but you know, I'm doing a study right now in a, another company uh, that has a lot of the same values as you do. A lot of them, eerily similar, um, but far from perfect. And things have never been perfect, but there's been bumps on the road, but they fought through them uh th- fought through tragedy uh mm-hmm. and everything else so congratulations so well, you know, if if, just, if somebody uh, likes what they hear and they want to learn more about capital premium finance and we didn't plan this at all what should they do uh it's capitalpremiumfinance.net just go to the yeah. website
0: mm-hmm. okay yeah that's what it's there it's just it has a lot of our stuff there's there's a video an eight minute video that shows how I started it um it's outdated it's eight years eight years old now I've lost more hair and gained more weight but you know it's you know that happens too <laughs> yeah,
1: it does it does but uh you're in good that's, shape uh from my view so uh,
0: yeah, that's capital it,
1: that's, go ahead
0: capital, Capitalpremiumfinancing.net. oh
1: was it financing mm- mm-hmm,
0: capital I'm not sure of our website because I leave that up to somebody else, but <laughs> I think it's CapitalPremium.net.
1: Well, l- let me just get to the bottom of this. Uh, I will find out so we can get all of our. There it is, Draper, Utah. Right? Yep. No, it's CapitalPremium.net. Capital C A P I T A L Premium.net. That's their mm-hmm. website. So. Just go to the website and uh, learn more. And I know you've got a fantastic team that uh, does a great job and helping people learn about you know their options out there in the world. But mm. I, I will reiterate uh, the one thing that w- you will get is a partnership. You will get a partnership with a real person. Uh, you won't become a number, and they will continue to build that partnership and that relationship with you. And you'll always know where you stand which in in today's world especially with technology and the advancement of technology i mean yeah. i don't expect you to understand this but there's programs out there like hey gen h e y g e n which is an ai uh, tool out there david where you can put a fo- your own photo up and you can make videos and you see the photo of mike or david but it's not really that person it's yeah it's scary <laughs> right it's it's a different world out there but uh, with capital premium, uh, you will get a real person. So yeah. David Gabrielson, thank you. Thank you for sharing just a little bit about your story. Uh, I've Absolutely. heard the feedback on your longer story and your sharing, uh, which just likely goes into a lot of more about the the wins and bigger than that, the lessons, uh, mm-hmm. which we, we call the lessons, the failures uh, in business and in life. And uh, it's far from perfect, but uh, when you just keep going, and you have faith. and you That's have right. That- you
0: just keep going and you have faith and and you care more. And when you own a company, you're going to care more. I, I can, you know, and then that's a lot of the, you know, the stuff is uh, you're talking to the owner. I, I care. I'm here. I can't be everywhere, but I do care. And I hope that my employees share that same vision. And, and I think they do. I, I do send out a, a weekly um, uh, inspirational thing about how to start from zero to a you know a billion dollar financing company and I've done it now for fifty three weeks. Uh if you'd like to be a part of it, just send me your email. My email is my initials. D is in David, F is in Freeman, G is in Gabrielson uh at capitalpremium.net. So it's DFG at capitalpremium.net. I'd be happy to put you on that letter that I send out. I I I I really try hard to be real. I have thousands of, of uh people that follow that and you know I, I i try to be open i cry i you know you gotta i like it when people are open and real and, and i like reading about other entrepreneurs and hearing about them and their struggles so that i know that i'm just like they are and you know how do you find that balance in life and that's one of the things that's just really important you can have all the money in the world or be all the business it's what's important is your family and what's important is your, your integrity It's being kind to people. It's, it's, you know, being genuine. And I try to be that way as much as I can. And, you know, I've got a lot of kids to raise and grandkids and great grandkids. And I just, I want to be known as a good person, one that was kind.
1: At the end of the day, at the end of our life, uh, they're not going to count how many dollars you made or anything like that. No, when they stand up there and they read your, somebody delivers a eulogy, they're not going to talk anything about the business. They're going to talk about the difference and the impact that David Gabrielson made. And that's what you're doing. You may not realize that, but you are. I mean, I, I've got a list of people, including the person that put us together to get make this happen today uh, because mm-hmm. of the impact that you've made. So thank you. Thank you for all that you've done for so many. And I can't wait uh, to walk alongside you if I can keep up with you. Uh, as you continue to uh, touch other people's lives personally and professionally. Thank you, David.
0: Absolutely. And and Mike, thank you for your courage. And thank you for putting that, this type of podcast or whatever they are. I'm not, you know, I'm not the tech guy. Podcast. It, it, podcast. it takes a lot of courage to do what you do and to arrange people and to get them and to, to network them out to many people. And it's because of things like that, that gives me hope and it, it gives I listen to other podcasts and and your podcasts, uh, but the I will in the future. but the the thing is 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 that we all have a talent. We all have cards to share with each other. Mm. You have a card that I don't have. and when i you you give me a card, I have a fuller deck. And maybe I have a few cards that would make your deck fuller. But together we help each other. We are here on this earth to help each other. And whether it's through business or encouragement or whatever it is, we all can add to that. And, and, you know, we have to have money to raise kids. That's just the way it is. And we help each other do that. And at the end, you know, we say amen and, and uh, we, we, we care, we love, and we help each other.
1: 100%. And you, I know you don't know about this either, but the first time that I was at an event with uh, Matt Laboudi, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you put together a, a, a dinner. They, they called it, it was not country style. It was something else, but anyway, it was a phenomenal event. Matt's wife. And this mm-hmm. is, and I know this is what you support a hundred percent got up there on the table and was sharing mm-hmm. and, you know, prayed for the meal and everything else. And I looked at that and I said, that is awesome. Yeah. That, that is just awesome. But you know, that's the kind of environment that you've created. And, um, good job. Great job leader.
0: I'm really trying hard. And and like I said, I just, I do my best every day and I'm just grateful for, you know, the people around me and my employees. I'm grateful for my family and, and for good people. And, and I appreciate, uh, you spending time with letting me come into your world. And, and, uh, 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 being able to share my story and hopefully it's helpful. And because other people have done it, that's the only reason I'm doing it too, because it's, it's helpful. Let's, let's talk together. Let's talk about our, our, our challenges. Let's talk about our successes. Let's, let's make each other a better person.
1: Could not agree more. Well said. And we will wrap it with that. Uh, we want to help however we can. Uh, our, our goal here. Uh, UPP is impacting people's lives personally and professionally in any possible way. Uh, You have assisted us in doing that uh, in our purpose and our mission, David. Thank you for that. And uh, I'm going to encourage people right now uh, with one other little thing. And by the way, uh, DFG, uh, I think you said Freeman, right? David Freeman, Gabrielson, DFG at CapitalPremium.net. If you want to get on David's list for his, I believe it's weekly uh, I have been uh, reading that myself. Uh, it's a great piece, and he he just pours from the heart, personally and professionally. It will impact your life as well like it has mine. Thank you for that. But if this is your first time on the podcast, welcome. My name is Mike Strom, so I'm widely recognized as a leading author, speaker, and coach for the independent insurance agency industry. You can learn more about what we do at unstoppableprofitproducer.com. But more importantly, If you got great value out of this podcast, please go to our podcast URL, which is Unstoppable Profit Podcast, and share it with somebody else. Share it with somebody else and tell them about the impact that you just received from this podcast and David and sharing his story. And most importantly, uh, when you go there, make sure you subscribe. It's up at the top so you don't miss one valuable episode. And our podcast is out there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, our YouTube channel, amazon and many other places so uh please make sure you share it share the message that you just heard uh so we can continue to help other people and impact people's lives personally and professionally mr gabrielson thank you sir you're welcome Thank you. i I I look forward to keeping in touch with you guys and i heard every word you said and we'll figure out how we can uh just continue to help other people uh and until then Take good care and uh, continue the bless- uh, continue to receive the blessings uh, that you've earned. And as you say, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. All right, everybody, we will see you on the next episode. And until then, you got this. We believe in you. I'll see you in the next episode. Perfect.
0: Can't get enough of the Unstoppable Profit Podcast? Come join our next live three-day boot camp in warm, beautiful San Diego. Invest in your ticket today at
1: BeUnstoppableBootCamp.com. That's Beunstoppable Bootcamp.com.